Hi, we are live with Unmute, a Quint podcast series. And before I proceed into this episode, let me introduce myself. I'm Shorbury, and what I'll try to do in the series is to get voices little heard to tell us their stories. So, for the first episode of this podcast series, I've spoken to survivors of the kind of bullying and abuse that stems from toxic masculinity. So, I remember the first day of school in Chandigarh, class seven. I um, I reached late and the classroom's empty because everybody's gone out for PT. So I I find a chair for myself that's empty and I I wait for the entire class to come back and when they do I realize that I have ended up in the row where all the boys sit. Now the boys and the girls have started sitting separately where apparently at that stage I I seem to have missed that notice and I was sitting next to this large humongous towering boy with a turban on his head so he seemed larger still <laughs> and he turns to me and he says what is that on your hand and I was a shocked by his size and how deep his voice was puberty was pretty late with me and I looked down and I realized I'm wearing this kada that I had borrowed from my mother which I thought was really cool it was this twirly snake around my wrist and he's just like that's not that's not a kada and that kada actually became a point of uh, humor for a lot of them i remember the entire class was sharing that joke even the teacher all laughing and i just couldn't get it i couldn't understand <laughs> from personal experience this is a this is a larger social issue of hypermasculinity and how we raise children and what sort of um construction of an adult we have for a child to live up to and i can only talk from my experience which was in this case mostly in a punjabi community slowly and steadily as puberty starts hitting me about a year and a half two years late i also develop um, gynecomastia which is this condition where a boy a pubescent boy develops breasts people were very aware of how my body was different and uh they would treat me different because of that in class 10 i went to nasa for a school trip and it was a large group of boys and girls which had none of my friends nobody i knew nobody i talked to one night uh we all ended up in the room a little early and all the boys started ganging up against me for some reason they would really enjoy um taking my case and it got a little frenzied i absolutely distanced myself in the room and i said i was not interested in being a part of any of this they realized that they realized that i was uncomfortable and suddenly i was i was the one being cornered and this one boy comes to me and he pins me down on the bed up face down and he starts thrusting he starts simulating a sex act and people were taking videos people were laughing people were jeering egging him on and he went on for a while i i don't even know how it was fun after a point and i i obviously i struggled initially but then i was just like 
finish at some point you'll finish so i i i feel that it was around 14 when my internal battle with my sexuality stopped but the couple of years before i turned 14 was the worst really because i at that time this figuring out of my sexuality was at its worst i just couldn't take it a lot of times and i remember this one day which was particularly the worst was when it was supposed to be like a sports day at school and obviously like i was never into running or sports like all the other boys and i just didn't really want to do that whole sports day thing but uh, but i thought like i just still went for it because i thought i'll chill with my friends and have fun and uh, what happened was when we were asked to form a queue according to our roll numbers i didn't want to stand next to the people who i was supposed to so i went and stood next to my friends and at that point like somebody there sort of like passed a remark saying that oh like oh what what will you do at sports day like you can't even throw like you can't even pick up a bat like you're so girly and that really hurt me and i just uh, i got really agitated because none of my friends even stood up for me and what i did was like i just went to my teacher the class teacher and i feel like at that point she was pretty hassled just managing all the kids when i tried telling her she said oh don't be a sissy and just like go back and when she also sort of shamed me for this it just hurt so much that i started crying and i just ran away <laughs> <laughs> you know I just spent the whole day alone sort of rethinking life and thinking about what am I doing here why can't I be like other boys I mean the whole the whole thing about us internalizing all these factors is that I feel the most problematic bit because even though I I'm sure talking about the problems of toxic masculinity it's not like I'm completely free of those ills a lot of times when I meet somebody who is effeminate a man I just automatically assume he's gay and you know try hating on him or whatever if he's cute but uh, it turns out that he's not like recently i went to this friend's place who has this roommate and he works with an ngo and he has you know feminine movements and totally cute and when i left her house i'm like oh like give me your flatmate's number but she goes like dude he's straight and i was like what because you know we fall for it too in the general space of crime boys and men dominate the statistics and there's data to support it for instance 4 lakhs 10789 male prisoners were lodged in the indian jails as per the prison statistics of 2015 released by the national crime reports bureau but when it came to women the number was as low as 17834 while a lot of women are at the receiving end of this reductive toxic masculine behavior 
young boys are often brought up to be the soldiers of masculinity or the keepers of a patriarchal tradition and it usually begins with boys don't cry but why are boys expected to man up and what does being a man really mean we spoke to somia bejal who's a feminist a theater person a writer and a poet who's written extensively on gender first of all somia welcome to the podcast and thanks for joining us last year in uh, i think november a 4-year-old boy was accused of inappropriately touching a fellow classmate if the allegations are to be true do you think this is proof of the fact that the development of young boys into strong and aggressive and courageous men is the type of masculinity that is to be blamed for gender violence now what happens is one that men a lot of boys and i see that around me as well the idea of masculinity is extremely patriarchal in nature um and it stems from everything that we see around us i mean um cinema being uh, being a huge example that and and body the whole idea of the macho body um is very real so you remember abne banadi jodi that film and there's a dialogue that vinay says to shahrukh khan's character as vinay's character says to shahrukh khan's character ki matlab bhabi फलानी स्पीड पे मोटरसाइकिल दौड़ा रही थी और तू जनानियों की तरह बैग पकड़ के पीछे बैठा था वॉट इज दैट मीन दैट टेल्स यू दैट एज अ वुमन राइडिंग अ बाइक इज डूइंग समथिंग मैस्क्यूलिन एंड यू होल्डिंग अ बैग इज इज यू डूइंग समथिंग फेमिन विच इज वर्थ बींग अशेम्ड ऑफ सो इट्स नॉट जस्ट दैट यू बींग नॉट द टिपिकल डेफिनेशन ऑफ अ मैन is is a problem one it is a problem and it is worth being ashamed of so that in itself is an issue one of my friends uh, when we were growing up um, all the other boys had become fairly tall so they had reached their 5 8 you know variety of height and he was still 5 1 i still remember his consistent feeling of inadequacy that i'm not tall enough i'm not tall enough look at everybody else they're shooting up i am short i'm shorter than you oh i'm shorter than a girl it used to keep coming back you know and uh, speaking of cinema for long not only has bollywood and even regional industries upheld the stereotype masculinity but also set clear cut guidelines for what it is to be and look like women and what it is to be like asli mard and so much of stereotype gender roles affect our personalities as kids even school curriculums conform to these roles i mean i had stitching and knitting lessons in school never mind that after years of training in that field has got me absolutely nowhere you know what we grew up reading i mean i grew up on a staple diet of pride and prejudice uh, and uh, great expectations and while that is still one of my absolutely favorite books but now you can see the nuancing in it when i was uh, back in school so i'd say about 14 15 years old I was like I was saying waiting for my Mr Darcy to be standing with a mandolin in the middle of mustard fields. In my head I was okay with that idea because that's what we were watching. Um the idea of um you know a Shahrukh Khan coming and fighting for me in my household was a great idea and I never recognized that why isn't the woman saying anything. So why isn't Kajol's character in the film turning around and saying oh this is what I want. now of course you realize how incredibly daft and patriarchal that entire construct is the gender dynamic around us affects every one of us equally um 
the fact is that patriarchal uh, constructs have defined roles for men and for women and all those roles need to be contested as we go because what that really does is kills your individuality and your personality do you like listening to podcasts because we have lined up a bunch of new podcasts for you on topics ranging from sports to internet head over to www.thequint.com/news/podcast and check them all out on our podcast section stay tuned for the next episode of this podcast series until next time